The following is an original audio series from Sierra International Machinery, Pile of Scrap, with your host, John Sacco. All right, well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Pile of Scrap. Today I'm joined with what I'm going to call Sierra's Young Guns, <laughs> right? Huh? Right. All right, we got it. Junior, which is Arturo Marigra Jr. Yes. Your dad works here. Yes, he does. We're going to talk about that. Angel Mariscal. Yes, sir. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. I knew I did, but. Yeah. Ricardo Diaz. Yep. Simple. You were, <laughs> you're the simple one, but you are a pain sometimes. But, you know, this is great. I, you know, one of the things about the podcast, is, and we bring forth through the recycling industry, we bring a lot of different people. But I think you guys, as young, I mean, the oldest one here, you're, you're 32. You're, one, you're 32, you're 32. And you're in the 20s. I think people in our industry and people who listen to this need to know that young people, actually there's opportunity be it in working in the re- recycling facility itself, or for that matter, at Sierra, in our equipment company. How would you, what would you respond to that? You know, you started here. What did you do when you first started here? I started coming in just part-time cleaning parts. I'll just come in, sweep, and then dust off parts. And then from there, they asked if I wanted to pull parts for sales orders. Uh, so I said, yeah. And then just uh, learn the parts. And then just kind of, uh, moved on to the office to start taking sales orders, taking parts for us. Yeah, so just kind of went that route. And now you're a technician. Yes, yeah. That's a big evolution. How many years is that now? I've been here for about 14 years. You've been here that long? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But see, that's, but think about that. And this is part of the, the, my point of this topic is Young people don't realize they may drive by a recycling facility, it's dirty or equipment, it's like, ugh. But there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. You've grown here, have you not? Yes. That's awesome. That's a great story. What about you? You first came in. Tell me your, a little bit of your journey here. So I started off in the shipping department. I started off at pretty much watching the parts from when they come in, unloading them, to loading them up and sending them off to the customers. Um, I learned that real well, and then they asked me, like, hey, would you like to travel, you know, so you can understand. Yeah, but you quit on me at one point. You thought you had another job somewhere else. You pissed me off when you left, man. No, I know. Uh, but you came back, and I, and I, and I stopped, and, I, you know, here's, this is a lesson. Because as upset as I was because I wanted to invest in you at that time, yeah. I, I, saw the, I saw really your ability and I knew with your personality, you would, you would do something with yourself. And then you up and left. And I'm like, that upset me. But here's the lesson. When I was approached about you returning to Sierra, I asked myself, instead of being upset with you, I realized, hey, wait a minute. Sometimes in life, you, you, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And the fact that you had enough courage to come back here speaks volumes to me. And since you came back, you've, you've rocketed up in your... Have you not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you came back with, an, with a whole new vigor to do something. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, a lot has to do with, you know, big work. maturity is a big part of it, you know. And 
like I said, once I started traveling, it was kind of like, okay, you, you know, they want to, you got to understand, you ship the parts, but you got to understand where they go to, what part of the machine this goes to. And I never understood that being in the shipping, you just see the parts go out. But going on the road, Antonio, one of the best, he, you know, he said, hey, I want you to go on the road and, you know, see where these parts physically go. You're shipping them, you should know where they go. So it was a big part of, of learning. And then obviously they asked me, hey, we like your personality. We want you to take parts calls now and understand them, speak to customers and get to know them. And now you talk to a customer and sometimes they just ask just for you, for that certain person. They feel that. That feels good, doesn't it? Oh yeah, they ask for just you. Now you see why I was so upset. I saw this and then you up and left on me. And I'm like, <laughs> but you know what? That's awesome. But see, in this, back to the opportunity again. Where you thought you were going and what you came back here, there's, there's different. It, this is not a normal industry. It's not. No, it's not. You have an interesting story because you went from being a marble countertop or whatever to a tier one technician. Yeah, I wasn't even looking for a job. <laughs> you didn't want to work here. <laughs> but my dad and I were doing Jose Pereira's kitchen, and um, that's when he brought it up. He's like, hey, are you looking for a job? I'm like, no, not really. I'm like, what do you have? He's like, well, you can fly, you can do this, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm younger at the time. I wasn't, I didn't have any commitments. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And um, Gracie, she takes all the credit, of course. <laughs> hey, don't mess with her. I said that one. No, she, she, she's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure he brings you in. And she did. Um, so then I got introduced to the receiving side of things. They're like, oh, you'll be here for about three months and then we'll start getting you out. It was more like two weeks later. I go to Jessup was my first trip. And of course, that's when the big old warehouse and I'm looking at these overhead cranes and I met Emery and a couple of the other guys out there. I'm like, okay, this is, it was all new. It was all new. Um, I went all out. I went to like, I think Walmart or something like just bought so much groceries and like, it was just too much. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this food? <laughs> I was just excited. I was, yeah. Do you, do, do your friends have trouble understanding what it is you guys do? Yeah. Yeah, friends and family. Huh? Friends and family. Is that right? Okay, you first. What is it that you, they they can't comprehend? Tell me about that a little bit. I'm curious. Well, just like when, uh, say, I go to, um, when I got my house, they asked, well, so what do you do? I said, well, I'm a service tech for who? First here international. Well, who's that? Well, we work in the scrap processing. Uh, We uh, saw shears and service the shears. Oh, I'm, I've never heard of them. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's a pretty big industry. So yeah, it just kind of yeah, it's just kind of hard to explain to people. And then you try to tell them, oh, it's you do a lot of electrical, hydraulic. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. I'm like yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What do your friends say to you? It's just what's crazy is they think of Sierra as just the recycling center, because everybody okay. drives through here. You know, right. they drive through here. They don't understand that it's not just the recycling center. And most people that you know that come in here and recycle from my family and friends, they see the machines and like that big machine. That's a cool machine. Like yeah, that's what we do. We install those big machines wherever they get sold to, whoever buys them. You know, anywhere really in the world, you can put a shear on there or a baler. We're gonna be there, and they have a tough time understanding because they you know they they see you go for you know ten days, and uh, and they're like, well, where's Andrew at? Oh, he, he's on the road installing a machine. What does he do? It's a recycling <laughs> machine. 
oh, so it's just, they think as just like bulldozers and stuff like that. It's like, no, this machine compresses stuff, crushes. Uh, the easiest way to tell someone, you know, the type of shears is it crushes cars. And then they understand the magnitude of what that machine is. Right on. What about you? I just kind of like both of them um, try to explain what you do. Does your wife understand what you do? Yeah, she does. Okay, she got it. I like your wife. She's cool. Yeah. And then she follows the page, so she gets to see exactly what the equipment looks like, what it does. So that's really helpful. Um, but I, I kind of like to mess with people sometimes. I'll be like, oh, I'm a secret agent. Uh, that's as far as I could tell. Se secret agent Diaz yeah. on reporting for um, duty. Well, so, so again, I'm going to go back to this point. And I think what people who hear this podcast and watch this podcast have to understand a lot of people don't realize that this industry needs people your age, okay? Because this industry is a highly technical industry. There's multi-million dollars of equipment in every operation around the world. And you got to have smart, young, talented people working for you. And I think most people your age would never know. So I think the word needs to get out. And I'm hoping... People who see this podcast will show it to people, say, hey, look, you know, is there opportunity for, young, for a career? There's real careers here at Sierra, real good paying jobs. And, and as there is in, in this industry all over the United States and all over the, you know, North America. And so I think that's a fascinating thing. So, it's, it, it, you know, I wanted to discuss that because I think that's what's important. Our industry needs youth to go into the next next levels, next generation. And without it, this industry is going to be in trouble. And this is an industry that's a green industry. You know, I like to say, and I say this every podcast, we are the original environmentalist. Without our industry, where do all these recyclables go? Landfills. Yeah, you guys ever drive to a landfill and dump things off? Yes. Do you really? I don't. What's that like, going to a landfill and seeing all that stuff? Do you sometimes right. go up there and go, that should be recycled or that? It just smells. I mean, it's... But do you see materials that you think, oh, yeah. hey, our baler does yeah. that? Well, they have a, a scrap pile at the, at the landfill in town. Yeah. yeah. But everything's recyclable. Everything. Even trash is recyclable. Well, you can burn it, too. We don't do that out here in California. But eh, let's move on. <laughs> all right. So you're out there and you're... you're but what's the best lesson that you've learned about life in this job and in your travels. We'll go with you first here, Ricardo. I mean, I've, I've grown as a man here. Like I, I went from a boy to a man. I can say that just because of what I've learned, what I've experienced. Um, but what one I, lesson, the one, but something what I, that when first thing that comes to your head. But what I take, uh, just attention to detail. Um, just be pride, uh, proudful of what I do. Just take pride in everything I do. That's what I we call it the Sierra way. Just do it right. Yeah. That's it. Nothing fancy, as Shorty would say. There's nothing fancy. None of that gee dunk. But you're right. Good. What about you? What's your best lesson that you learned here? Uh, I think I've built my, I guess, maturity level and, and just hard working. It's, it's something that you take pride in. You know, you see, you get to a job and you're like, okay, it's going to be a long 10 days. But, you know, you see the process of it happening. And you're like, you just... You take pride in what you do. You carry yourself confidently once you see that machine put together. Because, I mean, people see the parts coming in and they get scared. Like, oh, my God, they're going to be here for a long time. And it's like once you see it together and running, you just take pride in that and be able to say, like, I did not. that. Like, we did that as a team. We were able to do that. You know? That's cool. Yeah. 
I think value, um, when, whenever we're on the road, we're gone for 10 days, so whenever we come back home, I try to value my family time. Um, so I try to uh, I cherish those moments with, with, with my family as much as I can. And then two, I, I appreciate what Sierra has done for me because they've been through the ups and downs with me. They, they've, I guess, have been a good company with me. And so that's one thing that I do uh, like a lot. Well, value, you know, you know, we are a family business. And we like to try to incorporate family. You know, it's almost cliche, but I think you, you guys and your storytelling, that's who we are. It's what we are. And there's so many of our style of businesses out there. You run across that all the time out there, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh... all right. Let's talk about something that I think people can hear when they watch this and listen to this podcast. What is the biggest mistake in maintenance of machines that you have seen? We'll start with you. Not greasing their machine. Um, I think that should be done before every shift or after every shift, because then that just leads to downtime. I mean, broken pins, broken bushings, and so uh, we we have the air freight pins and bushings, and that gets very costly. So I mean, that's something that can be done in 15, 20 minutes. So and do you reiterate that to the customer on your installs nowadays? Yes, I do. Good. And and the people you talk to, do are they now listening to you? Because you tell them why what happens? Yes. That's awesome. What about you? What's the one thing you see that just absolutely drives you nuts, the mistake people make in their maintenance? I mean, with the pins is a big one. Also the filters, you know, your oil changes. Stay consistent on maintaining the oil in those because not only do your pins go, you know, you don't grease them, you can have issues, but with your hydraulic filters, it's, prob it's just as bad. It's, it's an expensive fix. Yeah, you know, pumps aren't cheap. Yeah, pumps aren't cheap. Oil is not cheap. You know, keep that oil clean. All the filters, just like you would on your vehicle at home. Right on, right on. Ricardo. Just the overall maintenance. Um, an air compressor can do a lot for you, from blowing out sensors to blowing out your radiator. It just... So, in other words, you think the biggest mistake is some people aren't provided the simple tool yeah. for maintenance. Yeah, a $100 compressor. You know, it, it does a lot, so much just keeping the radiator clean, just blowing out all your sensors, because that can create other issues, throwing off the automatic cycle, and now you're like, what's happening? It's just that simple, that little piece of debris in front of a sensor that did it. You know, that's, it's so, that's, you know, you said something. Sometimes it's so simple, yeah. and sometimes it's not, uh, uh, you know, just not, just not out there. All right, I'm going to go with you on this one. Best thing you saw, best idea of anything from processing, maintenance, or layout in a yard that you've seen that you really liked? At a yard I've seen, um, I think it was the 1100 in uh, Souk City. Okay. Um, the way they had it laid out to where they had the conveyor system for all the metal, so it would just fall and they just had it nice and organized, just... Simple. So it's the organization of the yard that we really was. We not trying to do too much. It was just, you know, bring the material here, feed it, cut it, next, it's ready. Nice. Quick. Best thing you've seen that really impressed you in it? In, in, in... It's just a lot. <laughs> I can't really think of one right now, but um, just kind of like Angel saying, just when something's organized, it just it makes it a lot easier to work around. Um, you just you're more happy you work comfortable you can just lay on something and not worry about getting full of grease and oils it's just there's companies that just have their machine just clean 
and they are always maintaining it. It's just, it's just good to have a clean machine. Even if it's used, there's been machines where they're five, six years old and you got to change a pusher block um, or whatever you got to do. And it's just nice to know that it's clean. You can go in there. Yeah, you're going to get dusty, maybe a little oily, but that, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I do the uh, 1500 and Fontana because they have that belt. So it just takes away the material and then they have the container loader right, right next to it. So it just makes the whole process of shearing to loading a lot easier. So it's laid out right, organization. What do you want people to know about you? Ricardo. People are going to know. So they're going to know. They're going to one day pick up the phone. They're going to want to talk to you. What do you want people to know about you, Ricardo? I'm going to try my hardest to please the customer, um, whether it's in my knowledge or in my power or if I have to ask someone else for help, either coworkers or management, um, just that they know that we're going to try as hard as we can to be successful in helping them. And if for whatever reason it's not happening, just to know that we are working on it and they are our priority and we're not just sitting there waiting for just whatever to happen. We're actually working and sometimes we have to depend on other companies or other people. So we're trying to push them as far as we can so we can get our parts or whatever it is. So just our dedication to customers. Tell the people listening, what do they need to know about you, Angel? Tell them something we, we need to know about you. Man, that, that's kind of... Nah, come on, man. You gotta, you gotta be more creative. You know, I see her as a No, I'm talking about you. Me? You personally. Tell us tell us something about you that people need to know about Angel. What is it about you? I enjoy what I do. Um, That's awesome. Uh, you know, see, there's no real correct answer, guys. What, what I want you guys to know is the beautiful thing is that when they call you, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. Because you, you like what you do. Yeah. That's awesome. Junior, what do they people need to know about you that besides you have the worst beard I've ever seen? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, people need to know that I'm not trying to fill in Antonio's shoes, but I'm trying my best to learn as much as I can while he's still working here. Yeah. Uh, so every day I get to pick his brain. So I'm trying. What is? Has anybody got a nickname for Antonio? 18, maybe. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. <laughs> the man. Yeah. Never yeah. strikes out. Yeah, well, Antonio, he's, he, he's definitely... I figure you guys would have a, uh, the professor or something like that. I mean, to me, I, he would have been an MIT graduate like his son if he wasn't an immigrant to this country. You know, If he would have been like his son, second generation, he would have been an MIT graduate himself. Smart. He's very smart. He's, he's a good guy. Um, what do you want people to know about Sierra? And you can't answer it the same. We'll go with you first. That us as, as a company, you know, us as we're not just coworkers, you know, Sierra's a huge family. We hang out outside of work. This is my uncle. So it's like Sierra has is that real? a lot of family. His dad is my cousin. Yeah. We're family. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be asking. Is that right? I did not know that. I brought him in, man. He brought me in. I know. Yeah. How long yeah. He gives me 5% of every paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, February 2012, so going on... Uh, nine, years. nine years? Wow. Yeah, so... What do the people need to know about Sierra? I think that we're not just going to sell you the equipment. We're going to stay there with you um, until that piece of equipment breaks down, hopefully 20, 30 years from now. So we're always going to be by your side. That's awesome. 
Ricardo. This is a family-owned business, and, and you know it because just the, the relationship we have with you, uh, the relationship we have with each other is just, there's nothing wrong with working for a big corporate company, but working for a small family, it's just, it's awesome. It's personal. You know, I can relate to you. You can relate to me. So. Well, yeah, you know, it, it, is, it, it is. People have talked to me who've seen my posts and seen the podcast. And I think, wow, I didn't know you did that, did that or, you know, all that. It's just so hard. But the recycling industry, it's a needed industry. You know, this industry supplies, as you know, the raw materials for critical manufacturing, for steel mills, for paper mills, and for foundries, for copper and aluminum, you know, creating medical supplies, knee braces, aluminum, you know, the, the ventilator. You know how many recycled parts are in a ventilator? You know, we talk about the, the packaging, food packaging for the markets, you know, during, during this pandemic. Uh, it's been crazy. What's the farthest place you've ever traveled? Let me see. Either Argentina or Australia. I think Australia's possible. Oh, you've been to Argentina? Yeah. Okay, different worlds. Oh yeah. Talk to me. It's in a way, it's kind of like Mexico. You know, it's like the the tradition is there. Um, sometimes you think you're there just based on the structures and the people, but it's such a different world. It's just the people, um, the way they they talk. It's just. Do you have a hard time understanding their Spanish? Oh, yeah. Is that right? That's oh, yeah. funny. Their their words are just completely different. Their accent. How about in Australia? How about the English in Australia now? now that's a different one. That was a whole different world. Um, but they're a lot easier to understand than our brothers down south. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. That's um, funny. It's just uh, that deeper accent in Australia, mate. You know? <laughs> you, do, you do that pretty good. <laughs> you do that pretty good. You don't want, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about you, Angel? Where's the farthest place you've been to? Uh, honestly, it'd probably be Florida or New York, really. Uh-huh. Different worlds, Florida and New York, aren't they? Oh, yeah, it's night and day out there. Yeah, it's, it's different. What about you? Where have you? You've been to South America? No, I have not. I've only been to, my furthest back is New Hampshire or New Hampshire. New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do there? 556 or something? No, it's a, it's a 550 LS. Okay, you did 550. So you haven't been south of the border? You've been into Mexico installs? You're pretty much tied into here nowadays, huh? Yeah, yeah. We need to get him out there a little bit more, right? You want to travel more or not? Or do you like it being here more? Come on, be honest. I do like it uh, just being here and also I, I get to help Antonio, so. Do you guys get, because I do, because you know, I've traveled a lot over the years since I started this thing. And when I, 1995, the first year I was married, I was on the road 29 out of the 52 weeks, okay? So I've been there, I've done all, everything you guys have done. But do you miss it? Do you find yourself like getting antsy that you need to get out there? Sometimes. Yeah. Because I, I do. Like right now, I, I'm, I'm leaving the week after next. I'm going for a whole week and I, I'm just thrilled that I'm going to go out there. You know, this pandemic has shut things down for me. But uh, you know what? It, it, I can't wait. I can't wait to get out there again. Because I, I, I enjoy it. I don't, I'll get tired of it after a while. But then when you don't do it, you kind of miss it. Yeah, it's just nice to see, you know, different people, different terrain, snow, rain, beautiful mountains, rivers, because here, you know, we're just kind of used to home and this is all we have. So it's nice to go. What's the, what's the coolest? Okay, you're talking about terrain and all that. What was the coolest place you've been to that you thought, wow, this is pretty cool? Niagara Falls. Yeah? Breathtaking. So you've been? Oh, yes, I have. Yes. 
on the Canada side. Okay. So they have a better view. I don't know. Well, I well I I got I got on the boat and did the okay. the Lady of the Mist or whatever her name it's is. It's unbelievable just how much water is flowing. It's just I mean it I can great. tell you, but until you're there, it's just it's just um, amazing. What about you, Angel? I think it'd be the drive, and I did this one recently. I drove to Arizona, Page, Arizona, and I was I was able to drive pretty much. I went I guess I went the long way, so I went through Vegas and Utah and Arizona, and kind of was up and down but just seeing the mountains out there i've never been in arizona so being out there like the mountains are seeing the real cactus yeah it, it's crazy but also went into utah a little bit and it was just bouncing around so yeah it was it was nice i think you did take the long way there i did you did not use the gps on your phone GPS. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't working no Stella. what about you uh I got to say the whole twin tower memorial in new york i got to see that when i was out in brooklyn oh is that right yeah yeah, I got to see that, so that was pretty pretty cool. Sad, but it was a good thing to see. Yeah. Now, are you guys jealous that Memo did the install in the Bahamas on that S5000? No. No? No? He can enjoy that one. I like the Bahamas. I, I love the, the weather. Well, listen, guys. You know what? This is great. I, you know, I thank you guys for coming in and being part of this team. And I think your story... It is important to be heard because youth is important. Dedication, which all three of you have, is clearly evident. Um, I know that, and uh, and I think the people who hear this know that you know Sierra just isn't a brochure. You know, we're not just a post on um, social media. We're a team. There's a lot of people that are part of Sierra. And I think it's fun having what I call you guys the young guns because you guys, you're young and your future is so brilliant. And, and we're going, you know, we're growing. We got a lot of things to do, but you're both, all three of you are growing personally. And I've seen it and, I, and it's fun. And, and I think it's a good message. It's a positive message. And, and like anything else, I think we have a positive story. And, and I, I want to share that. I want people to know more. To, there's more to Sierra than all these little things that, when they get to see and hear from all you people that, wow, <laughs> you know, I know that guy. I talked to that guy. Well, that guy's done my install. Or, yeah, I called Junior. Or, yeah, Ricardo's done my install. You know, they've done it, but now they get to see a little more of you outside of the, the, the workplace, and I think it's great. I think it's important. So I want to thank all you guys for being here. So now we're going to end it because you know what to say. I hope you know what to say. This has been another episode of... There you go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.